0: this is cultural quarter of an hour and i'm charlotte foster every week we will be exploring the culture of stoke-on-trent and the surrounding area Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us it's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Now, you may remember last year I spoke to Ida Horton. Uh, she told us about life in Bosnia and how the war affected her. i had been a teenager when the war started. Um, I didn't have a prom, uh, unfortunately, because that was my, in my last year um, when the war broke out. So then, obviously, I lost a lot of friends um, who got killed or got injured in the wartime. I was deprived of my um, best years of my life um, because uh, I was under siege for three years. Um, I was starved, shelled at, shot at, um, scared uh, for for most of those uh, three years, Um, still have nightmares She also told us how she takes groups of people from Stoke-on-Trent and in particular young people from the YMCA where she works in Hanley and she takes them to Bosnia to show them the impact of the war and in particular the massacre of around 8,000 Muslim men and boys that took place in Srebrenica in July 1995. The latest trip Bosnia has just returned. So I caught up with the with the people that went. They've named themselves the Boz Squad. They were at the YMCA where some of the youngsters who went are based. Um, just a quick word of warning. Some of what is discussed, they talk about their trip. Some of it is quite harrowing, to be honest, and quite hard to listen to. So if you've got young ears around You may want to just move away from them while you're listening to this or maybe listen to the podcast some other time when young ears aren't listening.
1: My name is Adrian Waters. I'm a resident of Stoke-on-Trent. I've lived in the city for about 19 years now. I do work in the community. I'm a community coordinator for the counter-extremism strategy. And uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to be part of a marvellous project uh, called Remembering Srebrenica, which uh, is something that uh, my colleague over at the YMCA, Aida, it's a project which she's led on. And um, I was part of a a delegation of nine people, uh, community members and young people, that went out to Bosnia. For four days. What was it like? It was a mixture of it's very hard to actually put it into words because um, it's a beautiful country and lovely people um, but a very incredibly tragic history not just recently but going back you know for over a hundred years but the main focus of our Um, of our delegation was to remember the genocide that happened in Srebrenica in the mid-90s and to try and understand how that event came around, how communities became divided and how people developed hatred against other people that they'd lived side by side with as good neighbours and friends for hundreds of years and how sort of fear of Other people that might be different than themselves became exploited by extremists, resulting in war and genocide. Um, So it was quite a harrowing trip in some ways, because we spoke to survivors um, and also mothers of people that had been murdered. Not only remembering uh, what happened in Srebrenica, but also Sarajevo and elsewhere in the country um, was harrowing. But, you know, we've also come to some conclusions about how people should live their lives and how they should try and understand their neighbour and celebrate togetherness and what we have in common, rather than exploit what we have different between us and our communities.
2: Hi, um, I'm Claire Iggleston. I'm from Liverpool and I moved to Stoke four years ago to complete my fine art degree at Stafford University. I'm currently a youth worker for the YMCA for a project called YMCA Go, working with 10 to 18 year olds in the local areas. How did you end up going on this trip? Um, So basically I'm a resident at the YMCA North Staffs and Aida who works here um, basically gave out this opportunity um, for people to apply for. So I applied um, because I went on a trip to Romania earlier this year and I learned so much from that that I wanted to be involved in a similar experience.
0: Were you alive when the massacre happened?
2: Um, so I, it actually happened a year before I was born. So, yeah, I don't remember anything. Um, up until a few months back when I handed in my application, I didn't really know anything about it. Didn't, to be honest, I didn't really know it had happened. So what was it like
0: finding out about it then?
2: Um, it was an experience. Um, it was a roller coaster of a ride, to be honest. Um, there was at point where I broke down. Um, we were at the memorial and there was a photograph of a girl who was actually hanging from a tree. And um, basically this girl had hung herself because she had been raped repeatedly by many different soldiers. Um, and she just couldn't take life anymore and to me that that hit me harder i think than anything else within the week
3: i'm danny shaw i'm from stoke Um, and a musician
0: why did you want to take part in this project then
3: Um, well i just thought it would be a great experience and there's a lot there to be learnt and um yeah i thought i'd just jump into it why not i didn't know too much about it beforehand and then yeah it kind of turned into a quite an emotional trip and uh yeah, it's been pretty intense.
0: What stood out the most for you?
3: Um, i say just learning about kind of the mass genocide, just seeing it like, you know, when you're reading about it at the, you know, the memorials and the museums, um, it kind of really puts it there. It's something you can't really explain in words. You, you do have to just go and see it. And uh, what's kind of hit me the most is how it's kind of and away being covered up still. I went back the other day uh, and looked through some of the documentaries that I was watching before I left, and it's literally not really mentioned. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's completely wrong.
0: So it's opened your eyes. You're back home in Stoke now. What are you going to do differently, do you think?
3: Um, Just be as caring and kind as I can, um, and just really appreciate all the small things that get overlooked by most people, you know. Paul Franklin, so from Stoke, uh,
4: been a banker for thirty-three years, nearly. Um, director here of the YMCA, and and that's why I was involved in the in the program. I think I will remember particularly Shrebenitska and what we saw there. Um, I wouldn't say it's a favourite memory because it was harrowing, but it's probably um, something that uh, is there t- to you know to to dwell upon and think upon um the the point is that um i think there's 500 years between when the ottomans um invaded the area and when the war took place in the late 90s and and the thing that was impressed upon us by several of the people that we we spoke to was that for most of that time uh, the population lived in complete harmony so they look the same. The only dialects were regional dialects as opposed to, to different populations. Um, I think there's two factions of, of Christian um, Christians there and, and Muslims. Um, it doesn't appear to me that any of them were particularly um, sort of extreme in their religious views. It all seemed to be quite secular. Um, but the fact that, they, that the, what differences there were could be exploited to the degree that genocide could be committed you know, from period from, I think, 12 years um, fr- from, you know, when it all started to when the war happened um, was just, just incredible. Um, you know, the, the people look the same, they spoke the same language, they're intermarried, and for that to break down and become so extreme and so tragic over such a short period is just a real eye-opener. And there are parallels, I think, to what we're seeing here and in Europe and in the US at the moment as well.
5: My name's Tom Radford, I live here at the YMCA, I'm from Liverpool, the better part, obviously. Uh, I've been in Stoke on and off for five years.
0: Why did you want to take part in this project and and go on the trip?
5: Uh, Well, at first I weren't aware of the project and then my key worker came up to me and said, I think you should apply for this. So I did. I had my interview, they explained why we were going, and because I want to go to university and I thought it'd be good for me. To learn about what went on,
0: and what did you learn
5: too much uh the food, especially bod <laughs> uh I learned about the genocide, and it actually weirdly got us all quite emotionally and me and Claire were seen on more than one occasion crying yeah uh, I think everyone had a go cry to be fair apart from Grandad.
0: Were you expecting it to be so emotional?
5: No, not at all. Uh, Because usually, I don't like to say this, but I'm quite heartless and it hit me. Like we were sat there watching a documentary and I was sat there and you could literally see him killing him in the streets and stop to get a battery for the camera and it just, it hit me hard. I saw my friend look at me and I was like, I can't turn because if she's crying, that's it, it's game over. Uh, It's just an overwhelming experience, one I'll never forget.
0: So you'll never forget it? No. Now you're back in Stoke, what's changed for you?
5: I don't like the weather back home. (laughs) Uh, Quite a lot, to be fair. Uh, I think it's given me a different outlook, like, because you see so many different people over there, and with what they've gone through, they're such a happy community. And yet you come back to England and everyone's fighting. It's just, it's a waste of time.
0: Do you still want to go to university?
5: I'm still going. I'm going on, not this, Monday, Monday after. What are you doing? Uh, The step-up programme and then going for my full degree next September.
6: I'm Phil. I'm a a former professional and I now do uh, work in the voluntary sector in uh, North Staffordshire.
0: How did you get roped into going on this trip then?
6: Okay, um, I first came across the YMCA last last year. cuz so a close friend of mine, is chief executive. We actually went to school together, and um, I came across the Remembrance Day service, 11th of November last year, and uh, this lady called Aida said a few words. Um, so that was quite that was quite memorable. Um, and then um, I heard on the grapevine that there might be a trip to Bosnia, and I kind of um, boxed my way onto it. Why? Um, I think having, having worked all my life, um, ran businesses, uh, worked far too hard, not really cared that much about myself and, and um, I think I've always been a quite uh, diverse, tolerant um, person. Um, I want to explore, explore new horizons. I've been to Germany, I've been to, to concentrations camps there, etc. But that didn't happen in my lifetime. And this was uh something that has happened in well into my lifetime um and as someone said to me while we were in bosnia uh, most people remember Sarajevo for the 1984 torval and dean bolero and that's right
0: what was it like going on this journey then
6: um uh, we had a book remembering srebrenica which uh, i read before we came away i actually got a second book it's now i can't even remember who the books are with now because friends and colleagues have all grabbed them and they've all been reading them um so i'd read that um i watched a bbc documentary that was on our bibliography of um, the death of yugoslavia fourth program on bbc um on youtube sorry is 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 on bosnia so that that's quite yeah there's some harrowing stuff on there um so i took some deep breaths drove to Efro, went to a, went to Vienna onto Sarajevo um, and then um, yeah we did a tour of Sarajevo had a chat with uh, Rashad who, our, who was our guide who was a soldier during that time and was actually working uh, in, in Sarajevo within Sarajevo um, he was a 19 year old then we got on a bus had a coffee on the way took some nice photos um, then we got uh, Rashad stood up in the coach and said you are uh, now 2 or 3 miles away from uh, from the site of uh, where lots of things happened. Um so we turned off the main road. Um turned up towards there and um not for the first time. Um uh, well we just there's a building on the left which is was a United Nations building that then was the place that I now know it houses the museum now but I now know is where the women and children were put on the right as the men were put on the left and marched off um, and on the other side of the road so that was on the left on the other side of the road there's a graveyard with six thousand plus gravestones some white some green and I now know why they're green because they're the funerals that took place on the 11th for July Memorial Day this year for the bodies that have been found in the last 12 months Um, and I just, (laughs) yeah, um, um, I just sat there on the couch and just like couldn't move, uh, couldn't say anything, just stunned and then the experience just got more amazing and more amazing.
0: You were with a good bunch of people and it's clear everyone has had a fantastic experience and everyone has been touched in some way what are you taking from the from the trip
6: apart from i'm struggling to speak at this moment uh, after we have been already been back for a few days and i'm back into the uk the privileged uk lifestyle and um, what have i taken for this trip um i think um i thought i was already quite you know i have friends who are who are all shapes of of, of background and culture um and uh, i'm now more more aware of that um I spent the first day back boring my gym receptionist who had, who made the mistake of asking what my t-shirt which says Sebronica 1975 on, um, then my, the, the barber who cut my hair for today's interview even though it's now not a video. Um, he got it. Then I went to my favourite coffee shop at Trentham Gardens and they got it and then some of the customers also got it and then I went to the theatre, New Vic Theatre in the evening and some friends got it as well. And um, I think uh, the hashtag never forget, hashtag spread the word. You know, I, I think I cannot believe I cannot have people who I know who will not want to do this trip because it is life changing and amazing. Um, it's an amazing country, beautiful, fantastic people. Um, there's even skiing. So I'm, I'll be going back during the winter 100% to ski. Um, and. Um, Yeah, I I struggle to put into words or I could go on for two and a half hours quite easily as regards what I'm going to get from it and um, how we're going to change hopefully people's thinking.
0: Thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, Back again next week, as always. In the meantime, do get in touch with me. Facebook, Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast is where you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter, at CQHpod is the uh, handle you need to look for there. And of course, back next Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts from.